0: David, I ate a bag David? of chili cheese Fritos on the way over here. That was a that is the mood that I'm in right now. It was either a
1: uh, amazing or terrible decision. Oh, it's always amazing for like half a second. Till it's till it's terrible. Yeah, right. as soon as you're done, you I love I love that decision. It's like it's amazing until it's terrible. It's it's like a chili cheese dog. It's amazing until it's terrible. It's Like being a Trump voter.
0: Yeah, it's like t- amazing <laughs> until it actually is happening. It's amazing.
1: To you. Until you realize that that motherfucker is in office, and you're like, "Oh shit, everything's terrible now." Yeah. Speaking Every, of being coated in fucking now. orange
0: dust, everything <laughs> is terrible now. Uh, God damn it! This has started off as kind of like a sort of like ha ha hey, h, you know, some snacks story, yeah. and then it kind of fucking got. It went. It there. got. It got dark. I mean, yeah. you did
1: bring up chili, uh, chili cheese Fritos. I guess kind so of opened You kind of started to darkness. I'm gonna lose some fucking weight. I'm gonna lose some <laughs> goddamn weight you know what I've, I've been going to the gym like five days a week man getting I'm getting I'm getting compliments on my looks from 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 women from, yeah like my mom and my aunt <laughs> people good. who like me that's <laughs> giving me giving me people give me, yeah. give me compliments on my I'm a, I'm a physique well, and, know, I, and I dudes even I mean dudes I know I'm just not just random dudes but like right. you know you know, I I went so I'll, I'll to, to the to the podcaster. I'm I'm literally like just gestating at myself. Like, yeah, yeah. You can't see it right him, now. Look at my barreled chest. He's trying
0: to suggest that there are barrels uh, inside of his chest. Barrels, dude. I went I went to uh, I went dancing actually a few weeks ago. It wasn't something that I planned on doing. I actually went out for for something else, but there turned out to be a live band, and I I knew who was like playing there, so I hung out for it for a while. <laughs> And I ended up dancing and stuff. And I got hit on by, like, a handful of girls. And I'll be honest with you, not interested, faithful to my wife, but it kind of felt good to be sort of, like, you know, uh, validated in that way. Like, you know, like, I still look decent. I don't think anybody doesn't want to think that they look decent. Yeah, in spite of being a pudgy, fat ass? or Yeah, instead of being this big, (laughs) fuck. See, I I, I wear being fat real well. I don't look like a fat guy until I take my shirt off. And then you're like, whoa, that was just a lot of liquid just crammed into a tight space. (laughs) Until you get to that point. Luckily for you, you're never gonna get to that point. So. Usually by the time I can close the deal, they're not gonna just walk out. I'm not I'm not like <laughs> getting nude in their apartment. They're like, Nope, cancelled. We're we're gonna pull out of this situation. Thank you for your effort. Uh Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul We are the Daves you know This is the Daves I know You want me to be that type of dude And I want to be who you like me to But we both know I can't do nothing
1: Hey man, let's talk about some soccer. What's going on? Um, I don't know, man. It's been a while. It's been a while since we uh, actually sat down, had a actual, real live podcast.
0: Almo- almost a month now, I think. Yeah, we had kind of a half C podcast at uh, the Copper Hand and of course we had the um, yeah. you know uh, party podcast Super for a while half-sy. there. Yeah, yeah. We
1: we barely talked to each other at that one. I mean, mostly that's true. It was just like we, yeah, because eh. you know, unless we're doing the podcast, we're not friends. We we, we do not literally interact. hate each other. We yes. do not interact whatsoever, so it's only the podcast time is when we're actually you yeah. know actually so this interacting. Is good. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back as your friend again. for, yeah, for another forty-five short period, minutes. Short period of time. Yeah, this is
0: good. Yeah. So. Um, what have you been up to in the intervening hours? Uh man, you know, bought
1: a house. As I mentioned multiple times, so just doing house doing stuff. The, doing house stuff. You know, first time Husbanding. homeowner, house house husbandry things like that. House husbandry, house <laughs> <Your> husbandry. <fucking> and <laughs> animals in there? Or? <laughs> not not quite. Not quite, but just you that's know, not that's not husbandry. That's taxidermy. Yeah, that's taxidermy. <laughs> what yeah, that's husbandry. I don't, just fixing shit, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell my wife that she needs to press the uh, the GCFI like reset button and then <laughs> then oh. push the the start button again for the uh, for the washer and then uh, you know actually like actually doing some proper shit like fixing things like a toilet. I fixed a toilet my first weekend of owning the house. That was pretty awesome. And then at, you know, just That's at work, man. Shit. Yeah, it's the, it literally was the shit because we couldn't shit in that toilet, which was sucked. It was one of the it was the upstairs toilet. It, yeah. So definitely want to make sure you know there's upstairs, downstairs. You definitely want to shit in the upstairs toilet. You don't want to shit in the downstairs toilet because it's a lot colder. Gravity, it's a, lot, a lot colder downstairs. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, so and then <laughs> yeah, man. Just otherwise work. like, just been busy work. I, I literally took like almost half of the month of November off for, from work because nice. I. Literally needed to get rid of about eighty hours of PTO, and I'm still taking a bunch. Of, I was off of work this afternoon for the Liverpool match, which we could probably talk about later. But I, yeah, I've just been taking a bunch of time off of work because I need to. Otherwise, I lose the PTO, and I'm like, right. fuck that shit. I'm taking that PTO. So, how about you?
0: What what have you been up to in, um, the, in the interim? I don't know. I'm, I'm working on making a table. I've been playing a lot of uh, like role yeah, playing you've been, games. You've been,
1: uh, doing carpentry role play.
0: Yeah, I've been doing husbandry. <laughs> Whatever. I've been doing wood wood husbandry, and uh, making a table. So um, I think I got sick from sawdust uh, like one night actually. So I got to fucking actually use pre- precautionary mazers. You got
1: sick? No, because like I was just
0: inhaling. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was sanding down a bunch of oak, and um, like for a few hours, just doing nothing but sanding down some oak. Okay. And so that stuff just like billows. You know, it's it's not like big thick sawdust. It's like really fine stuff that comes when you're sanding. And so I just breathed that in for a couple hours, and I got really sick. So I got to use my fucking brain next time. So, so according to Merriam-Webster, husbandry, the archaic definition is the
1: care of a household. Which I guess technically that's what I've been doing. Caring for a household. Husbandry. Um, the control or ju- judicious use of resources, conservation, the cultivation of production of plants or animals. That's agriculture. Um, so that's sci- what I was thinking of animals. Yeah, that's where you get scientific animals to control fuck each each other. and management of a branch of farming and especially of domestic animals that is animal fucking that's what you're talking about there that was what I was thinking yeah.
0: about yeah I got confused anyways yeah, not uh, not, we- not misandry husbandry <laughs> yeah, Miss Andrews fun, too. Um, let's talk about Baby Loons update real quick. Um, yeah, how's you? How the How's the kids doing? Uh, really well. Uh, after you know, you know. we I, mean, I don't care how they're actually doing. How are
1: they doing soccer wise? That's yeah, I no. Yeah. yeah, I'm not about to. give oh, you Oh, yeah. Don't talk about your, your fucking kids generally. Yeah. No, fucking terrible. Uh, no.
0: Soccer specifically. Um, they've started doing stuff in practice, like stopping the ball with their feet, like getting a kick to them, and you know, stopping it with their foot on top of it, or like you know, the ball is is not moving, and they come up to it and kind of put their. The people at home can't fucking see me doing this with my feet, but, you know, you put your foot on top of the ball and you back it up, you know, out of a spot. I didn't think that my little three-year-olds could put their foot on a ball and back it up, you know, like play it out of a space, but that that's kind of cool to watch them do it. It's slow as hell, you know, they're not deaking around people or whatever, or whatever they call they're it not in soccer, you like, know. Philly coots, Philip Coutinho, ex- doing not e- it. Not exactly, but they're about <laughs> as tall as he is. So that's fair. Um, no, they're doing really great. Excited. They're learning a lot. They have a lot better attitude, and they're having fun. And that's what it is for me. I'm not banking my fucking retirement on their soccer skills. I just want them to come out of their shell and have some fun. And they're doing that. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't uh, broken down and just into tears. Not since the last the time I updated you as them having done that, but okay. they've done it a few <laughs> times. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Well, so good that's for them. The loons update future, uh, future baby loons. Yeah, good for the future cent. baby loons. I'm
1: guessing they're probably not gonna see a Minnesota United kit every anytime soon, but good <laughs> for them. So uh, I, I like your kids. I really, I, you know, I like Natalie and Benjamin a lot. So hope you're, they, you're hope they very do well, sweet. So. You're very sweet. Thank you. All right. Uh, moving along, uh, let's talk about some
0: uh, other United news. Um, well, me say, the, the meat of the, the meat of this episode is going to be MLS Cup talk. Yes, of course. That's the big game coming up. We're going to give you all the preview, break it down for you. 100. I wanted you to share that so you, so you know what to look forward to. But yep. most of our listeners are United fans, so let's stop there first, and then we'll get into. The real stuff. Yeah, if you don't, the care, two Dave's one cup coverage of MLS Cup. <laughs> you don't care about uh, MLS Cup. You just want to know about some other United
1: news, some cool stuff that's happening. Stop the tape. After. You can stop it after this, and then we'll, we'll yeah we'll jump into the MLS Cup shit. So yeah. all right, um, all right. So moving along. Um, Good transition. Yeah, I know. I'm, just, I'm fucking king of transitions, motherfucker. Uh, Rogers out. Rogers out. Rogers out. Nick Rogers, uh, who shepherded uh, was. Some say one of the most influential people in keeping Minnesota, uh, keeping soccer in Minnesota, in the uh, iteration that it existed in, uh, in the Division Three, um, or Division Two, I guess Division at the II, time, yeah. uh, with the NASL. He is—he is, he was president of the team. He's been president of the team basically since uh, they were bought by Dr. Bill McGuire. Yep. Um, Rogers is uh, Nick Rogers, and he's basically sort of overseeing the uh, stadium stuff. He's out um this has kind of been a long time coming the they brought yeah. in uh Chris Wright as like CEO more or less and they're not replacing Nick Rogers uh, his position like they're just basically facing out this position right all the sporting people will report now to directly to Chris Wright not to Nick Rogers through Chris Wright or anything like that so um, I, a lot of people it's weird because a lot of people are like what the hell? What the fuck? And a lot of other people were like, "Yeah, this is kind yeah. of a thing that was everybody kind of saw coming for the last basically year or so." Right.
0: So maybe can you give a little shed a little light on that, or well, I mean, so first of all, the, the there's good and bad to come with with Nick, in my opinion. Um, everything good and bad you want to say, you have to say that you give credit where credit is due, especially since we're moved past, past that phase now officially. Um, Nick has been influential at the club uh, before Nick convinced uh, uh, Dr. McGuire to buy the team you know it was a couple of thousand people in the stands in a, in a brand that we couldn't continue, you know, have the same team year after year you know very f- much floundering uh, his work in convincing him to buy that team and then the work still in the NESL days uh, we had a good team in those late NESL days and you know we started putting 10,000 people in the stands and of course made the MLS jump you can't turn away from that. That work matters. And so anybody who wants to throw Nick right under the bus for stuff like marketing that they didn't like, which we've complained about this year or uh on-field decisions or off-field decisions like the Philando Castile banner, those are all things people point to Nick and say Nick is fucking it up. None of those things would even be allowed to be issues if he hadn't helped usher soccer to where it is right now. So so I wish him the best and and I, I also think simultaneously that it's probably the right move. He's not a sporting dude, not in, I mean he loves sports but he's not a sports executive uh, by nature necessarily. I think some of that became really clear when he start, you know, gets combative with fans on Twitter and stuff like that over politics or over whether they're fanning the right way. You know, That's not the kind of stuff you do in his role. I, you, know, you don't stand to gain anything by being defensive like that. So uh, I think it's the right move, uh, but I also don't think he can go fuck himself. I, I think it's the right move, and I, I wish him the best. Absolutely. Um,
1: I've, I've run into Nick. <laughs> Like, randomly, like, him walking his dog. Like he's And he's never been anything but nice to me. We've yep. obviously uh, conflicted on a lot of uh, stuff with the team and with Dark Clouds and all that. But, yeah, again, like, this guy was instrumental um, in making sure this team stuck around, a team that I care about, I've loved for a long time, um, going above and beyond before the uh, the Stars days. Um so I give him almost respect for that, and uh, wish him the best. Hopefully, um, you know I think this is something in the right role, in the right capacity. He's not a, he probably is not a president, but he definitely has. You know he could do, a, he could play a role in a, in a lot of different things, and um, he's a lawyer, so I'm, I'm sure he'll land on his feet. So uh, be- are in demand. best of luck, yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe uh, fight some uh, immigration battles for us, Nick. That would be awesome. Go, so uh, best of luck to Nick. Um, Let's talk about some other stuff. There's other uh, actual Minnesota United news. Yeah. Um, As most people know and most people are aware, uh, we have to jettison a bunch of people off our roster. Um, And so there were some actual uh, loons who were jettisoned off the roster. Um, There's a couple other stuff. We'll talk about the MLS offseason schedule in a second. But um, so we have Rivadere Loons, some names that you might know. Uh, 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 Justin Davis, Johan, or, and, uh, Kevin, Kevin Venegas, Venegas yeah. uh, The first two signings of the NASL team were <clears throat> let go. They'll be free to sign a contract wherever, uh, probably a USL or NASL team. Yep. Um, Bernardo Bernardo Añor and I, I'm uh, not
0: convinced Onior is a real person. <laughs> I don't. Never saw he, him. Never saw he him play. He literally
1: had a contract <laughs> with Sporting Kansas City. I don't know. Um, yeah. Ish Ishmael- Jome, another one that a lot of uh, longtime Minnesota sports fans, uh, soccer fans, would know, um, as he's been with the with the Loons for a couple years now. Um, those two are both also jettisoned. Uh, a couple other, a lot of other Deviardi, players, yeah, yeah who I mean, we signed last year or we just let go. De- yeah, Deviarty. Greenspan is kind of the the most probably the shocking one for me is that we just let him go. Um, we're just l- releasing him when he's he played when he played he actually played well he's obviously right. had some concussion concerns yep. and all that um, what do you what do you lie on all the uh the Air do you anyone that you're concerned about or you're like eh why why that guy i mean no, i understand i mean i'm I'm pissed off about Davis and Vegas, but I totally understand why those guys were let like, go. Oh, so. oh,
0: yeah. I, I think the right people got let go. Now, the one I was surprised about actually was Jome uh, because I, – now, I didn't like Jome. I'm glad to see him go. But um, he also was somebody that clearly he saw something in and gave a lot of you know time out there for. Um, but the rest of them, mostly he didn't except for Greenspan. But Greenspan's got the injury issues, and they you know they just decided let's play the odds and, and move on from him, and that's fine. Um, I'm –
1: I'm sad. I'm sad to see Ishjom go. Ish-jom, uh I got a picture with Ishjom with my wife on our wedding day at the state fair. So he's he's actually in our like wedding picture book that we have. That's very so I'm kind of sad to see Isham go. Well, have I have a lot of extra time I like to Isham, look at it. Now. So yeah. personally, <laughs> not professionally I hope. Oh, yeah, God, J- no. I, Jermaine, Jermaine Taylor yeah. uh, another Oh one. god, yeah, Jermaine We've, we've uh, you forgot about her best friend, Jermaine Taylor. Oh, I didn't Taylor. forget no.
0: We've uh, <laughs> so so look, I mean all those names really the right people were were let go. I heard some people argue that like Look, you, you we gotta the top of the roster isn't good enough. Don't just shed off this dead weight. You know, look toward even your Kevin Molino's a lot of people arguing that he doesn't deserve that spot, certainly not for the money. And I'm saying allow better players to come at the top and push those better players down into, you know, competing spots. That's how a team gets better, not by eliminating your top, getting a higher top, but then having this huge gulf between that and the backup. So I think they'll let the right people go. I, I wanna quickly say lastly about Justin Davis and Kevin Venegas because those are two uh, folks that people who followed uh, soccer in Minnesota have seen for a long time. Justin Davis, I feel like, didn't quite get a fair run out this year. I would love to see what he did uh, with more consistent time and and, uh, and fit in with some of the the, the lineup as it improved throughout the year. Um, I don't think he was elite. I don't think he's a starter, but I think he didn't get the run out that he needed. Kevin Venegas got a limited run out as well. However, when he did play, he did not look good. Um, you, I've heard other people argue differently. He can get forward, and I think that's great, and I wish him the best getting forward. Hope he finds a midfield spot someday. But dropping back to defend, he is not an MLS competent defender, so I, I do think it was the right move, although I, I love both of them and I, I wish them the best. So, so
1: yeah, the, the issue with both these guys is that um, they are not, in MLS, they are not defenders. They are, they are midfielders, uh, sure. and <clears throat> Minnesota has a shit ton of midfield depth. So, yep. I mean, it was writing, so it was, it was on the wall, so. Right. <clears throat> all right, moving along. Um, so the Dark Clouds, uh, in their infinite wisdom, know that you all love soccer, you know, watching soccer. and They're out, very smart. They know And that hanging out with people, yeah. right? So um, we've been, so the Dark Clouds, and I say we, because I, as well as Mar- Dave Martin here, are uh, we're very involved with the Dark Clouds, but we've we been doing some social hours. Um, we had a... Uh, one a couple of weeks ago the next one coming up is actually on Saturday um, at New Bohemia we're going to watch the MLS Cup at New Bohemia um,
0: my kid's birthday party is yeah, at yeah Dave
1: time. Martin's not going to be there i will be there <clears throat> i will not be drinking but i will be there um, and uh, so yeah so that should be fun <coughs> you're not drinking <clears throat> no i'm doing this thing where i'm you know you know not drinking not drinking all right you know i to support you in that i'm not to to trying to fucking make fun of you keep it keep it keep it uh you know, keep it a hundred. Keep it a hundred. Yeah. All right. I'm so, on, man. But anyways, so that's that'd be fun. Um, but there's a couple other things coming up. Uh, I know for sure there'll be some skating at Loring Park, as well as beers at uh, Lakes and Legends afterwards. That's gonna happen like, I think late December, early January, or early January, mid January, and then uh, and then the uh, the ultimate DC social hour. Um, I think we're Dave Martin and I became best friends, probably, <laughs> was karaoke. The Dark Cloud Social Hour will be doing a karaoke uh, event at a karaoke bar where you rent the room. And Is unless, this actually on the calendar now? Th- or? It's it's not on the calendar for a specific day yet, but it's going to be it's, happening it's in happen. late January, early February. Um, keep, keep, you know, look at the uh, Dark Clouds, uh, dark Uh I'm sure there'll be emails going out about this stuff uh, when it's happening. Um, keep you know the, you know MN Dark Clouds for on uh, Twitter and stuff. Like we'll announce this shit. Um, but there's video. I have video on my phone of Dave Martin rapping. What song was it again? Uh, backseat Freestyle. <laughs> backseat <K-dot>. Freestyle. <laughs> in this uh, Japanese karaoke bar yeah. in Seward that yeah. had like was about. Sixty percent like Japanese and Korean songs, and like forty yep. percent like U.S. songs. So it was yep. a weird mix. I think they've figured the mix out and they got it a little better. But okay. but we, we rented in a room to do karaoke. There's about ten of us expected to show up. About forty people showed up, and they moved us from one room to the big
0: room. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was, was quite a night. It was.
1: It was one of the the greatest
0: nights of my entire life. Really? Yeah. I, you know, it, it was amazing. It wasn't hyperbole. Like we we knew each other before then, but yeah. I think we became friends that <laughs> night. Yeah, I, no, so. I. <laughs> it's I. I'm not joking at all
1: when I say that. Like I was like, all right, that guy, that guy likes to party. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I am that guy. I want to know that guy better. Right. Yeah, we we had met a, a bunch of times at the stadium. And it was yeah, like, yeah. I think he bought me a beer, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah. And then it was like, okay, all right, all right, now I know. Uh, so. Look for that. So come to that as well. Yeah, listen, come sing karaoke with us. It's gonna be be fucking amazing. Um, Another United news, I guess. Mostly the big things are MLS offseason schedule. So a bunch of shit is gonna happen in the next week, Um, and at the same time, nothing truly happens. Um, And the MLS, basically, what happens is that um, the all the all of the option exercise deadline stuff has happened for any team that's not playing an MLS Cup that happened earlier this week. Um, MLS Cup happens on Saturday. Uh, On the morning of December 10th, basically the the teams that were in the MLS Cup have to decide if they want to exercise any options for the players on their teams. And there's literally a half-day trade window from 9 a.m. Eastern time to 1 p.m. Eastern time. (laughs) F- four, fucking four fucking hours. Four fucking hours. Where you can like make trades and do all whatever you need to do uh, to adjust your roster, and then there's a freeze. <laughs> shit freezes. You can't do any shit.
0: You know, basically. Uh, and I would then say it's the most MLS thing ever. If there weren't a thousand things that were more <laughs> yeah, MLS, exactly. Uh, the expansion draft
1: for LAFC, uh, Bob Bradley's uh, squad happens. On December twelfth at two p.m. Eastern Time, basically they're going to take five players from any roster in MLS. You only take one player per roster. Um, I think you can you can basically protect eleven players on your roster. Um, so Minnesota shouldn't be worried about any players getting taken taken from their roster because literally
0: no players would. No, get nobody taken. beyond their top eleven is worth taking.
1: Yeah, exactly. And nobody in their top eleven is, with the exception of like maybe three players really worth taking. It's yeah. worth taking. And, We're safe, yeah. And let's say, let's be fair. Like The only two people you actually probably would need to protect would be R- Molino and Ramirez.
0: Maybe Finley. Oh, Finley for sure. Yeah, Finley yeah would be I don't know. Kid. Maybe. You can, if we would have got Finley last year in the expansion draft, I would have been fucking elated. All right, well, sorry, right, three, maybe four. Um, and then <clears throat> as soon as that expansion draft is over,
1: which literally takes place over the course of one hour, Free agency begins, so all those out of contract players and do not let us or make us explain to you how free agency works. Nope. In MLS, it's it doesn't weird. mean you're without a team. It's it means bonkers. you're without a team and you have a hundred other Free agency other begins at 2 p.m. our time in Central Time uh, on, uh, on Tuesday, and then at 2:30 Central Time on to or on uh, Wednesday. The MLS waiver draft happens. And then there's re-entry drafts and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, basically a lot of shit's going to happen between now and, and next week. And none of it's actually going to matter because there might be, like, eight players move in all that stuff. Yeah. But it's amazing. Anyways,
0: so, so yeah, that's... 20 we, people in the whole league that actually meet free agency requirements, <laughs> that's, if yeah. that. That's right.
1: what you have to look forward to, yeah. which is great uh, because everybody's, like, really excited, like, oh... Who's Minnesota going to protect? It's like, it doesn't matter. It really Minnesota doesn't. fans. No, you, you protect, like, five players. You can could, you could literally leave the entire fucking roster exposed, but for, like, five players, and You'd we'd be fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. LAFC is not taking any of our shit. That's good. All right. And finally, the last couple pieces of United news. Um, you all know how much I appreciate a hams, uh, especially a rum hams. And we're working on those rum ham shirts. I'm going to get them done here. You've got a a bunch of my money. I'd like them to turn into shirts. I do not have any of your money, by the way. Who's got my fucking money? David David Baker has your money. I don't have your money. I don't care who has my (laughs) money. I'd like them to turn into some shirts. We're going to get those shirts, too. But, um, and I'm going to see if I can figure this out between now and then. Next Thursday at Skinner's Pub on Randolph uh, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., you can meet the ham's Bear. (laughs) This was an event that was brought to my attention yesterday by an intrepid dark cloud that I love. <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be there at five. To seven. It's, well, <laughs> probably. Um, dollar cans of hams. I'm guessing they're going to be 12 ounce cans. But, you know, here's the thing. You can buy a shot of rum. Pour the rum in the hams. You get yourself a fucking rum hams. You gave away the secret <laughs> recipe, dude. No, it's not a secret. It's, I've, it's been well-known forever. It's got to be terrible rum, yeah. though. That's, yeah. that's, that's no, you, the key you, ingredient. you, you, you got yep. to buy rail rum. You have to buy rail rum. You cannot buy good rum. Yeah. It's got to be white, white and terrible. White, real rum. Yep. Uh, white and terrible. Model of the podcast. Name of my new <laughs> album, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, after that, though. <laughs> that was my rap career <laughs> right there. <laughs> if you are a Minneapolis City fan um, and or a season ticket owner, which I am, uh, they're actually doing their uh, event, uh, next Thursday as well at Summit from, from 6 to 8. So I'm going to probably be at uh, Skinner's from like 5 to 6, 6.30. And then I'll be at Summit from like 6.30 until 8, 8.30. Um, if you buy season tickets, you can get your pick-up pick your season tickets there, your scarf, all the fun stuff uh, with that team. Um, I highly encourage checking out one of the uh, lower league, the Division 4, I guess, basically teams. Minneapolis City, VSLT, um, Twin Stars if you're out in the fucking burbs, but VSLT Minneapolis City in the in the cities here. It's really fun. So, anyways, so party on uh, Thursday,
0: next Thursday. I'm not coming. MLS doesn't pay me to watch NPSL, so I'm not gonna fucking do that. Cool. They don't I'll pay us fish. to do anything, so. No, that's true. Let's get into the good stuff. Alright, so updates brought to you by Hams. Uh, I couldn't think of a slogan. Alright, we're fucking done with that. Fucking Hams Bear. Yeah, fucking Hams bear. Uh, let's right. go to Tactical Schmactical. Yeah. We are going to break down. Uh, and give you your Two Daves, One Cup coverage of MLS Cup, which is going to happen Saturday at 3 o'clock Central. Uh, we already told you the watch party information for the Dark Clouds, but we're going to talk about the actual game itself. So we're going to start at a high level, the story. First of all, what you should know, this is a rematch of last year's MLS Cup. Seattle Sounders and Toronto FC are going to square off. Yes. Whatever anyone else tells you about parody, and I like parody. I think it makes leagues fun to follow and competitions meaningful. But a few teams or one team or a few players or one player who are absolutely dominant is generally good for a sport in terms of broader interest. People tune in to watch dominant teams. People who didn't like golf tuned in to watch Tiger Woods. People who aren't basketball people like to see the couple of dominant teams in the NBA and stuff. And the same is true of soccer. So having the same two teams, whatever you want to say, "Eh, it's a repeat of last year, it's fine. But the casuals get interested. I, I swear to God it happens. Yeah, T- absolutely. Toronto can <clears> win the treble. Uh, their treble is different than our treble, and it's a Canadian oh, that's exchange. Canadian rate. Cup. Yeah. They won the f- what? Five-team Canadian Cup uh, competition. Yeah, the five-team Canadian so. Cup. Yeah, whatever. We'll give it to them. They didn't not win it, so we'll give it to them. Also the Sporter Shield winners, they can cap it off and cap off a perfect year uh, with the MLS Cup here. Of course, to do that, they need to overcome the dark haunting specter of what happened last year as uh, Seattle and Toronto went 120 minutes at 0 to 0 in what was I've seen good 0-0 games. That was not one of. That them. was a It was a I wa- I remember watching that game at the Nomad um,
1: as the people from Girl Scout were trying to get us out of the bar and literally taking tables away and making us as uncomfortable as humanly possible Uh, and we were sitting there like listen I'm watching this shitty ass soccer game until it's fucking complete like I don't care about your fucking dance party. Yeah, but you know, they Listen, needed the TV. Listen, I really, I, I, I support and fucking love and support your dance party, but I don't care about your fucking dance party right now at this very moment. I just want to watch soccer. Yeah, but and they, it was
0: terrible, terrible soccer. They needed to put the TVs with the fucking World War II women's training v- videos up there. Have you ever gone to a dance party with, uh... No, what, what kind of fucking dance parties do you go to? Oh, yeah, go to Girl Scout. It's fucking World War II women's training videos and stuff. Okay. Yeah, so anyways, uh, that had nothing to do with anything. Anyways. Um, Seattle won last year. Uh, uh, yeah, off Seattle of-
1: <laughs> Seattle won and did not have a shot on goal.
0: Gotta love soccer.
1: <laughs> M-L-S!
0: Um, <laughs> the, ah! the. What the fuck son was that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last thing I'm going to note is that there aren't any stupid suspensions. No, uh, you know, Dempsey poking a ref in the eyes. No, Altador fighting Sasha Kluschen in the hallway. Uh, however, uh, Ozzy Alonso and Jordan Morris, both of Seattle, will probably start on the bench due to lingering injuries they've been struggling with over a few months. So I don't know.
1: I, it, it wouldn't surprise me actually. I mean, Alonso, I, I agree with, but I, it wouldn't surprise me actually if uh, if we see Jordan Morris uh, in the starting lineup. He he got he got time in that Houston Dynamo match. Um. So yeah, actually, it wouldn't surprise
0: me if he actually he's starting for Seattle. Right. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. So let's we're gonna break this game down the same way we typically break down a Loon's game. We're gonna start with who's good, but we're gonna talk both teams. So, uh, Zeller, who is good on Toronto? Do you have any input on in this? Is anybody good on Toronto? Toronto?
1: Oh, I've, well, dude, obviously They're the best team in. Uh, yeah, no,
0: they're the history.
1: Uh, one of the be- Yeah, it, you know, if if they if they block down this title, which. I mean, it's basically, it's theirs to lose, honestly. I think so. Um, They're, you know, one of the best teams in MLS history, honestly. Um, Probably, actually, you know, pound for pound, the best team in MLS history. You talk about those LA Galaxy teams, whatever, from the um, late 90s. They were not playing against the same competition as, you know, glorified, you know, collegiate league uh, when they were playing. So, um, obviously, you know, starting up top, Josie. Uh, Giovinco. Um, those guys continue continue to just excel um, and score goals at a record pace. And even without them, though, like they don't necessarily need those guys to score for Toronto to dominate because, and this is a, a, a thing that uh, Bruce McGuire has pointed out many, many times, Toronto took for uh, how many years was Toronto in this league before they made the fucking playoffs? It was no, many, lot, yeah. many, many years. They brought in Josie, Javinko, Bradley. It wasn't until they actually, like, built their back line where they actually had some solid defending. And this Toronto team is actually one of the best defensive teams in the history of the league in, in terms of, like, what they're able to, you know, when they concede and, and what they don't concede. Um, so for Toronto, it, it's it's – it's kind of a a complete package. You know, there's not a super weak link in this Toronto team. And that is, I mean, that's why, I mean, that's why they're hosting. That's why they're the number one seed. It's why they were number one seed going away. Um, And, you know, minimal slip ups throughout the year. And why, you know, why they won the right to host the, uh, the MLS cup final.
0: Yeah, I agree. Josie Altstor and Gio. Josie had 15 goals and 6 assists this year. Javinko had 16 goals and 6 assists. So a ton of production there, although Javinko is down from his, like, I don't know, 15, 16 assists he had been putting in each of the last two years. He's still okay. Um, I think they're very complementary style-wise, so Josie can give you that strong hold-up play. Javinko is a little bit more uh, traditionally savvy on the ball. He can pull the strings a little more carefully uh, uh, than someone like Josie, but I think that complements—they they, complement each other well. By the way, <laughs> um, Javinko not doing a lot of hold-up play. Dude's five foot four. He's not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> he's shorter than us. It's hard to believe. Yeah, <laughs> he's also he's skinnier than us too. Yeah, if you can imagine that. Wow. Um, Justin Morrow is a wing back on the right side. He was best 11 quality this year. Excellent. Michael Bradley is about the best number six in the league. Uh, maybe Ozzy Alonso, honestly, if he's fully healthy, could give him a run for his money. But I, I'd still go with Bradley Yeah, I'd probably. Yeah, I'd take Bradley. Um, Victor Vasquez, uh, creative guy. He's pulled the strings here this year as a kind of forward-leaning number eight. Toronto's got the whole deal. Uh, I'm excited about him. Yeah. So what about Seattle? Who's good on Seattle? Well, I mean – talk about seattle
1: so actually i think seattle's favored in my in my estimation going into this match um incorrect but go on seattle well here you know we talked about last year toronto was coming in they had just basically blistered every single opponent coming into the into the final and they got stymied at home um and against the seattle team that was basically stumbling into the final like they barely got in and you know what they barely got in this year i mean Barely got in by being a, a three seed, but um, this team has not conceded a goal in six consecutive matches. That's pretty fucking impressive. That means that this defense and, and against, are, against playoff caliber. We already I mean, yeah, and we already opposition. know we already know that Clint Dempsey um, can do Clint Dempsey things. Like
0: you you, you want
1: someone to watch a, a soccer match and Clint Dempsey's involved, and, and they ask they ask you why you should watch a soccer match, you just tell them. And if, if Clint Dempsey's involved, you say. Dempsey. Yep. That man's going to do some shit, right? Yep. Um, you have Jordan Morris, who as meat-heady and you know, douchebaggery as he is, like, the guy does create some shit. Uh,
0: <laughs> he does look like too much turkey and too little wrapping, <laughs> doesn't does, he? He does, he yeah. does.
1: Uh, but Stephen Fry has actually has turned into um, a very viable goaltender for the U.S. Men's National Team um, and, and that defense uh, just... Continues to amaze me because there's nobody on that defense that would be like, oh yeah, that's that, that's someone I would expect to be contributing consistently for a very good team. But there, the Brian Schmetzer has turned that unit into a very cohesive unit, and they just they just don't they don't give away uh, easy shit, right? You, if you're gonna beat this team, you are going to work that you're gonna work really fucking hard, and that opens you up for the counter. And that opens you up for the. For Clint Dempsey, uh, for Jordan Morris, for you know Jovan Jones to like make those passes, that it's gonna open you up and expose you, and this is why I think, uh, in my estimation, Seattle is probably the favorite team, and I think Seattle's gonna win this game.
0: I think Seattle's got the momentum, I'll give you that, but I, I don't think they're the favorite team because I think that Toronto's just too damn good. Plus, I think that that MLS Cups as uh, moments are too. I don't think all that other bullshit matters. They're too weird, you know. They're 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 on an island, answer. you know. Yep. So in terms of who's good, um, I, I think you totally talked about it. Stefan Fry, good goalkeeper. His heroism last year got him the cup again. No st- no shots on goal. They still got the cup, right? Well, no, he made uh, he made an amazing save. He that did was make one very close, save, very and, close to a shot, on and goal. held it out in penalties. So yeah. and yeah, again, a, yeah, I, I, again, up. He was good. He was good, and he saved a team that didn't take any shots and let him win the cup. So. Um, Seattle's been on a great no-goals run. Honestly, in my opinion, I think it says more about their central defense than their outside defense. Chad Marshall, good veteran. He's 190 years old, I think, but um, (laughs) still competent. Uh, And then Roman Torres, uh, now you talked about nobody on the defense you think would would totally excel. He's the exception there. Roman Torres has been great, continues to be great. true. And I'm excited about him in the center of the the park on the center right. Um, Jovan Jones is going to be kind of a left winger for you. He's another guy you got to watch out for. Delivered 11 assists from the left wing this year. Only got one goal, so he will not cut in and start scoring goals. He, he's going to do, um, I don't know, Darlington-Nagby type stuff over on the left. But somebody you have to watch out for. The opposite wing is even more dangerous. Nico Lodero turned their season around, and last year in 11 games he had eight goals. Last year in the playoffs he had four goals in six games. dude was scoring and, and providing on the assists this year. More well-rounded in the number seven goals, 12 assists. He didn't light anybody on fire, but that's a really good productive season, especially for a team that kind of sucked in the first half, which Seattle maybe has a habit of doing right now. So they've got that talent all over. Um, I'll, I'll leave the rest of my comments out, but I, th- <laughs> I think one key position to watch is going to be what do they do in that uh, that number six, that center defensive midfield role. I, d- I believe that Alonso starting, if he's healthy enough to start, would be huge because I do not believe that they've excelled at that position since he's gone out. No,
1: that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think that sort of leads us into the next section. Into the who sucks yeah, section. It sucks?
0: Yeah. Um, well, Toronto. Who sucks
1: on Toronto? You know,
0: I mean, with either of these teams,
1: like nobody sucks. Like what's this is that, not terrible. Players? Who's like no. who's like the most or the least best person on <laughs> at least best position. And we're lucky teams. in that we get that match because yeah.
0: even in MLS Cup Finals, we haven't always said that. We've looked at teams and been like, eh, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> But no, this is, these are two good, well-rounded
1: teams. Yeah. So I want to I, I sort of, instead of doing who sucks, I, I want to talk about like how each team would attack the other team, right? So, Okay, we can go there. Um, so for... And, and, and actually, I think this actually bodes well for both teams in that if I'm Seattle, I'm attacking uh, Toronto... Like, through the through, the, through the center of the field, right? Um, both, I'm, I'm going to push Bradley. I'm going to put Bradley on his back foot. I'm going to push uh, through their central um, defense. And I'm going to try and get as close as I possibly can to the goal and take shots. And with the, the personnel that Seattle has, the Quint Dempsey, Jordan Morris, um, so, you know Torres, those guys... Can make that happen, and I think that is where Toronto's weakness lies. I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you think on
0: that? That's it's interesting. I, I have I have a little bit of an inverse opinion. So, you you just described the spine of their team: their Roman Torres through um, Ozzie if he's healthy, through mm-hmm. Dempsey, kind of yeah. kind of right up the middle. And that's a really good point. You know, as long as those guys are healthy, they do have a good spine there. But I still like the wings on this team for a couple of reasons. I mean, Jovan Jones, I already described on the left, Nico Ladero on the right, really productive from an assist standpoint. The reason I think they're the right play for this is because of the way Toronto plays. They play with either a five-man back line or a three-man back line with a five-man midfield. Depends on what you want to consider those wingbacks to be doing. But those wingbacks are going to be getting forward, no doubt about it. So if you can get the ball down the wings in behind those wingbacks, you're left with three defenders who need to spread wide, Uh, either spread wide or shade the side of the field with the ball, leave you a ton of room for a switch. I think keeping the field wide as long as you can get in behind wingbacks could be a good way to exploit them. So but the question but that is, that leads them being a little bit more of a counter-attacking yeah, team. We'll the, the question is like that. will
1: in so yeah, therein lies the, therein lies the rub. It's like will will those wing backs get up? It's an MLS Cup final, right? It's a one game winner take all. Like is Toronto willing to push and press and and get those wing backs moving forward or are they much more are they, much, are they going to be want to gravitate towards the back and push when they can, when they feel like they have a good opportunity? I don't think um, that they will. I think that they're going to sit back, and I think that, well, I mean, that's why I think Seattle probably has the upper hand here, is that they don't have the pressure. I mean, if Toronto has already hosted and lost an MLS Cup final, like... For Seattle, it's like if you win, great, it's awesome. If you lose, well, you know, you probably should have lost anyways. I I,
0: I I don't think they think like that. I, th- I think it's <laughs> well, it's devastating for them to, for, to I lose. I mean, you know, but I think I
1: for know. Seattle or, or not for Seattle, sorry, for Toronto, it's like if we lose a, another MLS Cup final at home, I think th- th- I'm not so much worried about Seattle this, the pressure on Seattle as much as the pressure
0: on Toronto on and Toronto. being like, well, fuck, we can't we we can't get it done at home. So when MLS Cups are, are notoriously defensive affairs. Yeah. They're not five to three goal fests really. Everybody plays to not lose, it seems like. So so I can see them doing that, you know, for that for those reasons. But Why I you think know I, Favor I, 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 Seattle, man. That's fair. They I, you know, honestly, my bigger concern with my strategy is how you're getting the ball out to the wings. Who's who's distributing? You can't start from the wings because your your outside dudes, if you're Seattle, um, Kelvin Leardom on the right, and um, 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 uh, Tolo on the left, those dudes are not great fullbacks. They're just not. They're, no. they're the weak spot on Seattle. Um, that said, you also have uh, a guy like Ozzy Alonso. Not necessarily dis- distribution is not his strong point as number six, but he can do it, and he's he's much he's much better than his uh, any any given replacement. So, who is distributing out wide? Is Dempsey dropping back to give him that distribution? Are they pushing up so high that somebody like Dempsey can play a kind of number ten and still be distributing like that? That's my bigger concern about whether that strategy works or not. So may- maybe so playing up the spine is the way. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would say for for Seattle, how, so. Let's talk about let's talk about like Toronto in terms of like how they exploit this weakness for Seattle. Sure. Considering we, we talked about how like how sort of dominant the Seattle center center backs are, um, and you and but you can you can definitely burn and, and you know turn and burn these uh, these fullbacks for Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, how does Toronto exploit that? Do they exploit that? I mean, you have Jovinko, Bradley Altador obviously as your your two and Vasquez. Mm-hmm. Um, do they play, you know, in t- Toronto has been known to play more of like a, you know, like a, uh, three, five, two or five, three, two. Are they, are they trying to bomb up the wings and get it into out the door and, and, you know, crosses, you know, a- across the box or, or what is, what is Toronto's strategy here? And, and how do they, how do they exploit the, the weakness of Seattle
0: or the, like, the one weakness of Seattle, basically. I, I desperately hope this doesn't this game doesn't turn into, like, a middle school dance with the fullbacks <laughs> on either side of the room just looking at each other, afraid to approach each other, you know. I, I want to see them, as a neutral, get into it a little bit more. Um, but I, I, I do believe so, – so here's the matchup that you have to watch and that, mark my words, this is going to be where the ball spends the majority of the time on the field. It's going to spend it on Toronto's right side, Seattle's left side, because you've got on the left side as a fullback, Nuhutolo, Tolo is a dude who's got athletic ability. I'm gonna feel bad about this thing. He's kinda like a Joam. He's better than Joe. <laughs> he's better than yes, Joe. No, he's obviously a dude who's yeah. got some he's got some athletic talent, but he's a poor defender. He's better bombing forward than he is. He can also get caught out going forward as well on the flip side of that you've got an mls best 11 quality justin morrow lined up opposite him as a wing back it's not like people never shift positions and do overlap and stuff like that but that is a more or less you know if the fullbacks are going to get moving that's going to be a matchup that you're faced in i'll take justin morrow every time and so the question for me becomes yes if you're toronto do exploit the wings absolutely it's, it's seattle's weakest spot and a relative strength of yours why the hell would you not do that at the same time are we, are we going to rein in Tolo? Is he going to be given extra instructions to hang back? Even so, I still think he's a poor enough defender that you, you still take the ball there. But if he decides to get forward still, good Lord, you've got a big chunk of space that you can exploit with a dude like Justin Morrow, maybe a, a flexibly positioned uh, Vasquez. That is where the ball is going to spend the most of the time. Seattle's left, Toronto's right, and Toronto's going to get the better of that matchup. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Well, you heard it here first, Takes.
0: folks. You Back heard in my first. day, we used to call it opinions. Now they call them takes. Hot, hot, selling spicy, like hot takes. Spicy hot takes. Yeah, it's good. All right, so, let's let's talk about it. Who is going to win this game and what's the score? Uh, Seattle's so yeah, going to win this game two to one. Two to one in a final. Yeah. Here's my theory. Yep. If it's a final, it will end zero to zero or zero to one, and there's no other outcome. Uh, Toronto is going to win this one one to nothing. Ooh. All right. Absolutely. It's going to come on a Josie Altidore goal. And it's going to come via a Stefan Fry, should have made the save, but didn't. And he's going to be uh, hitting himself on the head for it.
1: So here's how, I, here's how I think it happens. I think Seattle comes out uh, offensively. Um, I think they press, and I think they get the first goal. And I think that forces Toronto to open it up, which allows a second Seattle goal. And they get one back You know, late in the game, make it somewhat interesting, but I think, ultimately, uh, Seattle is the better team right now. Um, I think, ultimately, Seattle is the better team, not ob- obviously over the course of the year, because obviously Toronto has been, but I think Seattle is a better team, firing in all cylinders. I think when you get Ozzie Alonzo and Jordan Morris back, um, I just I don't think Toronto has the
0: capacity to, to deal with that, so... That's fine. Mo- momentum is definitely in uh, Seattle's direction more than Toronto's right yeah. now. Can we do some ridiculous predictions? Here? Sure. Some of them are not <laughs> totally ridiculous, but we'll call them secondary predictions. Sure. Maybe. Yeah, so, yeah. less ridiculous ones. Your MLS Cup uh, final MVP. It's gonna, uh, gonna be this Clintu,
1: obviously. He's gonna score. Clintu? Yeah, he's gonna score at Clintu? least. Clintu Varata Yeah, Clintu Yeah. Uh, Clint Dempsey. He's gonna score at least one goal in this final. So, y- you're gonna give it
0: to him. He's he was a comeback player of the year.
1: He's gonna win the MLS Cup final MVP.
0: It's it is hard to for it's hard to remember that this time last year he was out with an irregular heartbeat and wondering yeah. what his future in soccer yeah, was gonna he be. Could barely it. play soccer and people were even wondering
1: if he would actually play another year after this year. Like people were like, "Oh, this is his swan song." He signed a contract for another year, so he's coming so back he's for he's one more year. For real. But yeah. you know, it would su- actually it surprised me if he if he won the if they win the they win the cup again, he wins the MVP. He just decides, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna retire. I'm good. It wouldn't surprise it cool me it at it all. Well.
0: So, gotta, who do
1: you, you think is going to win? You, you obviously have Toronto winning. Uh,
0: his so. his erstwhile U.S. men's national team strike partner Josie Altidore is going to win. He's going to get that lone goal in my one to nothing Toronto win, and he'll win it by default, even though Stefan Fry is going to be responsible. <laughs> so, all right. well, uh, I guess you, you, yeah, I've already said yeah. it. So, who's the MLS Cup least valuable player? Um, I don't
1: know. I guess let's go with. Uh, with Victor Vasquez.
0: You think Vasquez will have a bad yeah. game? Yeah. Sure, why not? No reason to think it? You just think he just yeah. won't be effective? Yeah. <laughs> Detailed thought. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Stephen Fry, who's going to let in that howler that I described. All right, fair enough. Mark my words. All these predictions are... It's its almost not even fair to call them predictions, right? I've scryed into the future. These are the things that will happen. Sure, I guess. Okay. I guess. so he doesn't know what scry means. Uh, no, Let's... Uh, I- Okay, let's go with the MLS Clint Dempsey Award recipient for getting a red card in an MLS Cup final. The Clint Dempsey Award for getting a red card in the MLS final. I'm actually going to go with Clint Dempsey. That is also who I went with. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Do you have any, any theories on how it's going to no, no, happen? No, no, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm just – because I have a, I have a thing. No, I don't. No, just Clint Dempsey. You don't
0: have a thing. All right. Clint Dempsey will be the inaugural and the uh, evergreen winner of that award. Uh, the number one talking point the morning after among fans is going to be.
1: I, you know, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know. Um, I, I, don't know. I think
0: you're trying to think too hard to come I up am, with a real yeah, answer. Yeah. Here's mine. A fuck Anthony pre-court chant will erupt when he is seen at the game.
1: You think he, that motherfucker is actually going to step foot? In Toronto. I don't
0: think you understand what's happening here. I've carefully crafted this narrative <laughs> in my mind. This is not me being like, "Can I please be an ESPN writer and share my fucking things with?" This is me crafting a Dungeons and Dragons narrative in okay. my head. Okay. So Anthony Precourt will be there, the and the fans will chant th- against him.
1: The number one talking point the morning after the game would be like, "Wait, there was a, there was a, a soccer game yesterday." We'll be the number one talking point <clears throat> because it will be uh, an NFL Sunday. So, yeah, that would be the number one I'm talking point.
0: Hot tears. Good job. Good job, face. MLS, on I your know. fucking uh, scheduling. I know. Um, what is the stupidest thing Don Garber is going to say at halftime? Oh.
1: If you're unfamiliar, Don oh, Garber usually gives a halftime God. address on air.
0: What is the stupidest thing Gee, he will
1: say? He'll – I see what you wrote. What you wrote is actually pretty amazing. Um can you, you say what you th-
0: I'll say what I yeah. say. So the dumbest thing Don Garber will say at halftime of MLS Cup is he will talk about teams and culture being built by grassroots support. Yes. And if you don't
1: understand <laughs> this, this is because of the, the Columbus <laughs> bullshit and, yes. and, and the fact that Detroit is probably going to win an MLS Cup or MLS uh, team in the next round of expansion. He's going to talk about expansion. And Okay. All right. He's got it. He's going to talk about expansion and he's going to talk about how expansion is an important thing. And to your point, talk about grassroots support, right? Bullshit. And he's going to forego the teams that actually have actual supports for Detroit and Nashville. For hey. teams who do not have, I mean, Detroit has a team, uh, shout out to a Detroit city FC, um, They're not supporting the bid for, and nor nor should they, because Jesus Christ, it'd be like the Dark Clouds had supported Ziggy Wolf and his uh, scheme to get MOS into U.S. Bank Stadium. Let's
0: let's not call it grassroots support for that. No, no.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's AstroTurf support. And he's going (laughs) to. So, yeah. I've never heard that term before, but it's At- fucking Oh great. god, that's no, great. it's it's per, you, it's so that's it's that's actually a political term, AstroTurf. AstroTurf support. I like, think it's perfect. Talk about grassroots support, yeah. and you talk about AstroTurf. yeah, so I it's AstroTurf it. it's Astral turf support. And so he's gonna talk about like, grassroots support and in all the the um, the support behind a Detroit and a, a Nashville when there's literally I mean there is a Nashville team starting up I think this year. Uh, Right now, there are no, like, and the actual other two teams, Sacramento, Cincinnati. There's actual actual Their fucking teams support and, and grassroots yeah. support. People have been supporting those teams for years. And, and nothing against the folks
0: h- out in Detroit, like NGS, who are out there no, no, supporting the team. The, the, no, no, um, the Detroit city, but they're runners, not hopping like, on You this guys are, wing. you guys
1: are fucking awesome, and yeah. do your fucking shit and and literally like boycott this team and fucking hate this team and you know whatever. We'll we, yep. we'll support you over here in Minnesota, but yeah, that that will be. The most outrageous thing that, or just in the stupidest thing that Don Garber says. Certainly. time.
0: What is the is our last our last thing here? What is the craziest thing that will happen? Uh, a Clint Dempsey. Just Clint Dempsey. Period. No, no.
1: You, a Clint Dempsey. You, have you not heard what a Clint Dempsey? Is? A Clint Dempsey. Yeah, I've not heard uh, of this so. a Clint now. Dempsey is a goal, an assist, and a red card in the same game. Oh, which I, Clint Dempsey know, has done. That. Yeah. Multiple times. I have heard Clint of that, Dempsey yes. will probably get... This is why I wanted to hold off on Sure, this. sure. Clint Dempsey will get a Clint Dempsey <laughs> in the final. He will get a goal, an assist, and a red card. He should retire. In the same match, and then probably fucking retire. That would be amazing he if should. he retired on a suspension.
0: <laughs> I think mean, it would be yeah, perfect.
1: I th- he's, he's still suspended from the U.S. Open Cup, by the way. You know this, well, right? As, well, yeah, as well he should be. <laughs> yeah. He... Ripped at that motherfucker's notebook. I yeah, hate no. Clint Dempsey. Um, I see what people Clint love Dempsey, about him, but I hate it. Clint Dempsey will get a Clint Dempsey in the final and then fucking retire. You're like, that I'm was- going
0: to Disneyland, motherfuckers. I got the MVP. I'm out. I, I would love for him to quit on field. <laughs> uh, like that's when he tenders be, his resignation. That would be amazing. That would be a Clint. Clint. Dempsey. Clint. Clint. Clint, oh, Clint <sighs> do it. Do it. The the craziest thing that will happen. Mine is not. Mine is not nearly as cool as yours, but I think this is going to happen because of again carefully crafted narrative in my head. I think a player is going to visibly break their leg during the game, and it will be really awful to behold. I I don't mean break a leg. Like what happened to that guy? I'm talking about when they show the replay, they instantly tell them to never show the replay again. Like Steve Zakwani level. Okay, that's why. Why, man? I ju- I'm just saying that's what's gonna happen. I Why? didn't say I wanted it to happen. Oh, no, you—you basically imply it's gonna happen. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on and wrap this thing up, man.
1: All right, we have some—we uh, had some questions. I think uh, uh, we weren't gonna talk about uh, fantasy because we're EPL fantasy and f that noise. So uh, we actually had a question from—I'm um, pulling it up right now—from the uh, Fist of the North Star. Those are good dudes. Fist of the North Star. They're all right. Yeah, they like to. Uh, they will. They will reply to you in in all caps, like they're yelling at you, and, and they are literally yelling at you.
0: They do like capital
1: letters all the time. So there is that. Um, so the, the question that they had. Oh yeah, Jesus. okay scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. How many extremely large beers will you consume during the match on Saturday? 100, question mark. 200, question mark. Dave Martin, how many extremely large beers will you consume during the match on Saturday? Uh, zero because I'm going to be at my kid's birthday party. That is the worst answer ever. Would you want me to get smashed during my kid's uh, birthday party? That I mean, if I had a kid who was having a birthday party, I'd I'd probably want get, to get hammered. Yeah, um, the other actually, my answer is also zero because I will be. I'm actually on call this weekend, so I'm gonna come watch the game, and I will party with everybody. But I, I'm not gonna get hammered, so probably. <laughs> man, some
0: lame, zero, lame answers
1: here. Zero, zero beers.
0: Um, All right. Did we get any other questions? We did. I actually, okay. I
1: do have. I have some questions from Facebook. Yeah, as a let's do it, man. Um, Actually, my favorite uh, response to this question was. Six hundred and sixty-six out of a large horn. Some some guy follows us on six hundred and sixty-six
0: beers out of a large on horn. Yeah, all right. Okay. Well, enjoy uh, Brian, Hamph. Brian Hamph.
1: Brian Hamph yeah. uh, said, "Insert witty and also funny question. Funny but more real question about Christian Ramirez going to Colombian consulate and what it means for U.S. men's national team." What about Christian Ramirez going to the Colombian consulate to get his Colombian passport? Right. Is he uh, angling for a uh, Colombian uh, national
0: team call-up? Well, I mean, you do more than get a Colombian passport to get that going. So I so I don't know. And to be honest with you, I, I don't know. Well, literally, no, I, actually, I don't think because he's never actually played for
1: a U.S. men's national team, even a, a youth team. So I think if Colombia called him up,
0: since he has a passport, he could just play. I don't think he needs to do anything else. Okay. Um, if that happens, great, and I'd totally support him doing that. Um, that said, I have no idea what his relationship is to Colombia and relatives that he has there. I, I honestly just have no idea. The only thing I can say is that the dude needs to be playing international soccer somewhere, and if Colombia gets him, it's one more red mark on the U.S. program to say, you guys have no idea how to recognize talent and take advantage of it when it pops up. Yeah. So – Go, All right. Best of luck to him if that's the case.
1: Last question is from a, uh, another friend of mine. Uh, Alex Dixon asked, hot toddy or hot port? I assume this question is on topic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you a hot toddy fan or are you a hot port I, fan? You, I had to look up what a hot port
0: was, which is basically it's a, port a hot that's toddy hot. with uh, yeah, port, port wine. But hot. Here's, here's my thing. Fucking I terrible I love port. I, I am, like port, too, I but not a huge, yeah, that's, that's what not I was about to say. Not I, I'm, heat it up. I'm, a, I'm a huge port fan. Don't ruin port. So it has to be a hot toddy because don't fuck with my port. Get a uh, just a good middle-of-the-road 20-year tawny port. Good Lord. We're there.
1: I'm just looking at the... Uh, You're looking at a recipe? Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, it is what no, you think it is. Dude, hot toddy, Alex. Always a Hot toddy. Never drink a hot. Always, port. yeah. No, God, I mean, I, I listen. Anna's my wife's uh, parents love love port in the winter before they go to bed. Oh, like, bef- what I what like yeah. daily? Yes, have like a little bit of port and didn't hit the hit the sack.
0: And Lord, all right. <laughs> so I, you I'm know not, what I I'm do before I hit port. the sack? Little, little bit of sexual intercourse. <laughs> That's what I do. Okay. Well, these
1: are these are folks in their 60s so you know
0: you don't think 60s people in their 60s fuck each other i don't
1: want to think about people in their 60s fucking each other what you're gonna be in your 60s soon
0: well yeah that's and you're gonna want to fuck that's fair i yeah that's right you think, you think that just a switch flips off the reason people uh, stop fucking later in their life is not because they're old and they're like, I'm old and I'm all fucking dirty and gross. No, it's because like you've. I mean, when you've been with somebody for 10 years, for 20 years, you, you, you have other things. And it's not like you fall out of love, but it's a love that changes and it's no longer sexual and driven by those things. And you want to focus on your hobbies and your limited, limited spare time. You've had kids and there's only a fucking minute here or there. And honestly, you don't want to spend it fucking other people. But it's not because you don't like fucking other people. And when you're 60 and the kids are out of the house, all of a sudden you got nothing but free time and a little bit of money to spend. You don't think they want to get back to fucking? All right. Like the 60 year olds are fucking, man. Okay. You're living in a fucking dream world. You know, listen,
1: actually, no, I, I understand what you're saying. And I, uh, when I was working for, uh, Neral, uh, when I was in college, Nero? Nero. Okay. The national, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, we talk, We did actually some STD research. And actually, the highest rate of STDs is not like between, like, it's like college kids. And then, like, there's, like, a big gap. And then, like, fucking, like, 65 to, like, 85-year-olds that's, have that's what I'm talking so about. many fucking STDs. That's what I'm talking just about. They,
0: you know, Bone Town. And they're not worried about not pregnancy. Worried about, yeah, so they're, they're not, not even, yeah. you know,
1: just, yeah, f- exactly. So I think that's actually a very good spot to... Uh, and the podcast, on. podcast yeah, yeah. If uh, you're a 65 to 85 year old person, and you want to go to Bone Town, go to Bone Town. Uh, you can find us all the time at uh, davesi That's where we generally put soccer articles. We're we're looking to sort of revamp that. So if you are a person who listens to this podcast and you really want to write articles for us, hit us up. Uh, email us at the daves i know at men at gmail with questions, or if you want to write for us, because we really we would love to have more people doing more cool weird stuff you have an idea for something you want to do just email us your idea because we'll probably say fuck yeah man come do it right absolutely um welcome all comers yes please rate and like our stuff our stuff on your favorite podcasting app whether it's stitcher uh uh itunes whatever it is follow us at tdikmn um you know interact with us on the twitter's You can always follow me at Texas Zeller, uh, Martin at offensive underscore loons.
0: And uh, anything else you want to, before you take us out? Nothing, man. I'm excited about this weekend to watch the game on replay. Uh, In the meantime. Oh, I totally forgot
1: to mention this. We're going to do a demolition, man. You've stuck around (laughs) with this so this long and we'll, we'll next podcast. We'll mention it earlier. We are going to watch demolition, man. Um, me and yeah, me and Julia and you and Anna. Yeah, exactly. The four of us. I'm pretty sure the the wise old. And we're fail. talking about we're talking
0: about the 1994 film we, with uh we're g- Wesley we're Snipes. We're going to get Stallone. Taco
1: Bell. We're going <laughs> lis- to we're going to watch Demolition Man. We're going to turn the sound down and we're going to record a podcast. Basically, we're doing like an audio commentary of Demolition Man. <laughs> we're,
0: we're so yeah, so you, History, you can sync it up and you can watch app. it. Yeah.
1: With the sound off and you can listen to us talk about Demolition Man. It's gonna be fucking amazing. Uh, we'll talk about it next podcast because that's not gonna happen until January. Yeah. And we definitely probably should mention that at the beginning of the podcast when people are still listening to it. So um, <laughs> take us home, Martin. That's good. Hey,
0: we are the Dave's. you know. This is the Dave's I know. We can't do nothing.
1: Things, Long as you do yours, land here, but come feet, cunt. Yeah uh, We, we yeah. do our things, son. Through the act, we attract to hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our things, it. Do it. Yeah, we, we, do, we, do it. Uh, we do our things, son. Someone paint a piece, someone spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we, we do our we things, know. son. I, son, I, son, I, son, I, I can't I, do nothing I, at all. Yeah, I know we can't do nothing at all. Uh-huh. Nah, yeah. I can't do nothing I mean, at, at all. Know can't, can't, all. Can't, I know we can't do nothing at all.